This is the John Oakley Show podcast. We've got to talk about this because, you know, we try to keep you apprised of the situation for uh, people's economic well-being, you know, wallet issues and the like. I was reading a, a report where StatsCan has it 8%, 8% of Canadian families have less than $500 in net worth. 8% have less than 500 bucks in net worth. And uh, perhaps not surprisingly from StatsCan, the lowest earners in Canada are the most indebted and these are households with incomes of around $25,000 or less. And in Toronto, uh, for example, they're carrying debt equal to 420% of their household income. That doesn't augur well. And uh, people say, well, affordable housing and all the rest. How do you afford a house when you're carrying that kind of a debt load? Or maybe that is the point. You are carrying a house. Let's find out what this all says in the broad sweep of things. Joining us on the line, economic analyst with BMO, Priscilla Tiga Murthy. I hope I've got that right. T. Agamurthy. T. Agamurthy. Did I get that right? Hey, that's good enough for me. Okay, <laughs> Priscilla. Appreciate you joining us. I mean, uh, this is kind of an arresting figure, though, when you've got... Uh, People making 25000 or less are the most indebted, 420% of their household income. What is happening? Yeah, it was definitely an interesting report and an eye-opener on households in Canada, um, especially because in order to understand the direction of the, of the economy, you need to know how the health of households. They comprise the biggest chunk of the Canadian economy, almost 60%. So elevated household debt has been a key vulnerability to the Canadian economy for some time now. You know, we as Canadians, we collectively owe over $2.1 trillion. And just to give you some perspective on that, as a share of GDP, it's actually the highest debt load among G7 nations. Now, that's a big number, and one common way to measure that, as you mentioned earlier, is to compare it with the amount of disposable income people have. So nationally in Canada, household debt is about 174% of income. Mm -hmm. And what that basically means is that for every dollar earned, the average Canadian owes $1.74. That's at an all-time record high, and it's even more astonishing when you compare it to just 20 years ago when the average Canadian only owed $0.80 for every dollar earned. Yeah, but that's the average. Now, uh, Mm -hmm. we're talking about the the bottom uh, quintile, the 20% at the lowest rung of the ladder, making $25,000 or less, that spikes at 420% of household income. So, you know, the higher earners are, you know, uh, less indebted, which almost makes sense. But uh, on this idea of 420%, I mean, that's unsustainable. Uh, is it because of the cheap money? Is it because... They get into a quandary. I mean, maybe you've got a house uh, in Toronto. You want to hang on to it. You've got a mortgage for, I don't know, $500,000 and you're only making $30,000. I mean, how do you carry that kind of thing? It might be okay when the money's cheap, but if interest rates start uh, creeping Mm -hmm. up, we've got ourselves a calamity. Absolutely. Something is at odds because how does the lowest quintile of income earners, especially in these two cities, the largest cities in in Canada, possibly build up that much debt? And it raises the question, is it a case of newcomers perhaps borrowing on wealth and reportedly no domestic income, but maybe they have lots of overseas income? But as you mentioned earlier, the study showed that in Toronto, net worth for those low-income families was around 9000 dollars in 2016. So I suspect that the bulk of that debt was likely from student loans, perhaps, you know, getting an auto loan to help finance that car. And of course, a credit card 
buildup. And that really raises some eyebrows because it suggests that, you know, there are Canadians out there, likely young adults, a lot of millennials, that are trapped in this debt cycle and they haven't even entered the housing market. And we already know that affordability is an issue and it pushes home ownership that much further away for for a lot of young adults. Are they taking on debt in the anticipation that they're going to move up the rung uh, so they'll be into the next quintile and hopefully before too long into a higher income bracket as well so that it might be, uh, it seems like it could be a trap, but if they can get away with it, uh, is that the, the, the whole thing that they're projecting out that far? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, millennials uh, go on to grad school. And so that that definitely adds up in terms of student loans. And, um, and, and they're attracted to these larger cities like Toronto, like Vancouver. Um, I will point out, say, in a city like Montreal, the debt to income ratio for that low income household is much, you know, much more subdued, almost four times less. So it suggests that these larger cities um, have more, uh, you know, the poorest households are more burdened with debt. Yeah, what we're talking about here again, uh, Priscilla Tiaga Murthy is an economic analyst with BMO and StatsCan has reported that in Toronto, uh, the lowest quintile of income earners, bottom 20%, are carrying debt equal to 420% of their household income. And uh, these are households with incomes around 25000 or less. You cited that they'd be most likely students, millennials, trying to make their way up the food chain. But in terms of demographics, also at the other end of things, you've got seniors who fall into this precarious position, do they not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the thing with seniors is that they have a built-up of net worth. Um, so it likely wouldn't be seniors in this category. And the only other reasonable explanation would be millennials or young adults. Now, you know, credit is not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually an important driver to economic growth. And I always tell people it's sort of like a lubricant. We need just enough of it to keep the parts of the economy running smoothly. Too little of it is not good, but at the same time, too much of it is not a good thing either. And for these, you know, uh, families that are in the lowest income quintile, um, there's, there's there's a problem here. Well, I always get wary when the banks are offering me more lubricant, i got to be honest. Uh, that being said, uh, interesting to understand that this is what's going on out there and people taking on serious debt they're shackled with unless they can get out from under it. Uh, it looks like, and while the interest rates are low and have been frozen now by the Bank of Canada into the foreseeable at least a year out, if not a little more, uh, God, I don't know. Uh, we could be facing an oncoming freight train for some people in a position where their income can't match the uh, debt obligation. But thanks for putting it into perspective for us, Priscilla. Appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you very much. You've got it. Again, Priscilla Tiaga Murthy is an economic analyst with BMO. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 